Welcome to another episode of the Republic of Football, presented by your North Texas Honda dealers. It's their job to be helpful. If you need a Honda, go check them out. You will be pleased. Uh, I'm joined by our guest co-host for today, Dave Campbell's Texas Football's Ishmael Johnson-ish. It's May. <laughs> We're stuck in the thick of the hashtag offseason. Yep. However... We're keeping up on the CFL. Johnny Manziel. <laughs> Johnny Football. As you do Juan Football going to the CFL. That's really the only news that's happened in the last... It's pretty much the... I mean, it's, the it's a dry period, man. Uh, comeback season. Hashtag comeback season. <laughs> has landed Johnny Manziel in Canada. Uh, I am st- still holding that hope that he does end up in the NFL. I don't... I haven't read his contract. It is for two years. Mm-hmm. I don't know, like, if the Vikings are, you know, somebody or somebody calling. calls him tomorrow, I don't know logistically what that means. But you, I, think, you think somebody of his stature would have that clause? I'll, here's the thing. I think this is really, really interesting. Um, first of all, I I was introduced this weekend to CFL Twitter. Oh. <laughs> which is a real thing. Okay. All right. Uh because I tweeted something to the effect of, I think this will be the biggest thing that ever happens to the CFL. The Canadians yeah, they were, did they not were, apologize to me for that <laughs> I, apparently questionable take. But here's the thing: I don't think it's a I don't think it's a commentary on the quality of football. I don't think it's a commentary on anything about the CFL other than Johnny Football is a force. He just is. This is a guy who hasn't played football in like two years, and a lot of people care about what's happening to him. Uh, when was the last? We're a Texas football, a Texas college football podcast. We are talking. We are leading the show ish with talk of Canadian professional football. True, true, true. When was the last time Sports Center had a CFL segment? Because you better believe you're going to be seeing Hamilton Tiger Cats highlights yeah. on Sports Center. We had a practice report today. I mean, I think like I guess it wasn't even a CFL segment. It was when Tressman came over. Yeah, but that was like that's the, the last, closest that, thing. And then, like when Vince Young tried to make his comeback, um, it wasn't. They weren't the Toronto Argonauts, like, if I'm not mistaken, or the Rough Riders. I thought. I don't know. I think okay. Argonauts is Canadian for Titan. So right. Um, right. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's definitely not what Argonauts are. But um, it's a guess. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I think that was the those two were the last times that. And then obviously the, when they when they play their championship game, there's some clip. But I do like watching the Grey Cup. But right. was it last year, or two years ago, where it driving was like snowing? Snow. Oh, it was last year. Oh, that was beautiful. It was I loved it. I loved it. If they, if every game was in driving snow, I'd be for it. Yeah, but um, they should ship yeah, in it, snow. It's Canada. You can find some probably. <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, like it is. It is. It's been a while since there's been a segment, like a dedicated segment on the CFL. And yeah, like you said, it's big. I mean, Manziel. Is a is a, is for better or worse is a walking headline, right? So yeah, it's true. I mean, the bottom line is whether he plays or doesn't play, mm-hmm. and I I can't speak to that. June Jones, the head coach there, famously last year hired and unhired. <laughs> unhired is fair is more fair than fired. I would right. say unhired uh, Art Briles, which I think I don't know that it put the coffin, but if if Art Briles can't get a low level assistant job in Canada, mm. fair to say he's not going to be coaching again. Honestly, I'm not sure anywhere ever. Um, but you'd be surprised. We'll, we'll save the discussion of, what, of how fair that is or is right. not for a future show. Uh, but anyway, um, 
you know, whether he plays or not, people are going to be paying attention. People are going to care. Uh, comeback season. Sorry, hashtag comeback <laughs> season. Uh, you know, I'm not sure what to expect. You know, it sort of began... Well, it began, as all things do, on Instagram, posting workout videos. Right. Because if you work out and you don't post it on Instagram, did, did you, you really, really work did out? Did you really work out? <laughs> uh, the, the answer grind, the is grind increasingly never no. Yes, rise and grind. Rise Sorry, and hashtag <laughs> rise and grind. Muscle emoji. Yeah, but the Spring League reviews were not great for people mm. I talked to. He, you know, Anybody who watched it, you can kind of see a little of old Johnny, but then it's like, you know, who's he playing around? It's a quarterback. It's tough. You can't really take that. Also, it's two weeks of practices. It's two games. But regardless, mediocre reviews. Right. Uh, but still, you know, he obviously has a lot to prove, and he's focused. And I honestly, I'm not sure that we have seen a fully focused Johnny since probably the first year of someone when he won the Heisman. Because you talk about after he wins the Heisman, you have the full year of, you know, chilling with Drake, mm-hmm. obviously partying quite a bit. You know, the NCAA scandal. The scandal yeah. Then you become a pro. Self admittedly now, you know, hated Cleveland, didn't really give Cleveland a chance, which fair. But <laughs> but also like just I don't think we've really seen a focused Johnny. And True. for all you want to say about, you know, Johnny football and, and all the things, I think if you hear him talk and you watch him and you sort of just deal with what he's doing now, it's hard to say that he's not focused. And I think, too, you know, like he told ABC News for one of his first interviews of uh, hashtag comeback season, he was, you know, <laughs> he, was, he was diagnosed uh, as bipolar. And I think if you look at, at Johnny and, and the way things went at A&M, mm-hmm. I think for a lot of people that made a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, and I think when you realize that and you start medicating that and you understand that and you understand yourself, uh, I think you can see a different guy. And so, yeah, he probably has a lot to prove, but I'm very interested to see what a focused Johnny does in Canada. And so this will be huge for the CFL. I will be watching the CFL this summer. I want to know what happens. Right. The, hopefully he plays a little bit. I'd like to see that. I don't know you know, how he stacks up on their roster. We have uh, you know, the famed controversial Oregon transfer, Vernon Adams, is on that roster. Yeah. Uh, another controversial transfer, Jeremiah Masoli. Oh, a lot of form, A lot of – Former Oregon comers and goers on that right, team. Right, where's Darren Thomas? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Jeremiah Masoli on that team. Tulsa quarterback Dane Evans on that team. That's a, that's a, that's a fun quarterback I, squad. Like we were, a lo- we were talking about this alone. before the show. I love the CFL because it's random great college players who you loved watching that show Two up. names that I just found. Dan Lefevre. Oh, yes. Central Michigan's greatest player in the history of the program. And Daquan Bowers. No, I thought he retired. No, he's with I thought he retired Edmonton retired Eskimos, according to this ESPN article. Interesting. So, yeah. The Needless dirt- to say, I love the CFL. Random dudes, you know, showing up. But yeah. regardless, I, I, it's going to be fascinating to watch. Uh, I'm, I'm very intrigued to see how this plays out. So, like I said. And, and I th- one more point. We mentioned yes. about, like, you know, him never giving Cleveland a shot. Maybe, I mean, Hamilton, I'm looking right now, Hamilton, population of, you know, 500K. Maybe it's a small enough environment where he's he's contained. He is focused, like you mentioned. He is going to be a focused Manzo um, now that he's being treated for bipolar disorder and things like that. Um, this could be kind of the more sec- I don't want to call it secluded. That's kind of stereotypical, but a town of less than fi- uh, five hundred thousand or less might be the environment as opposed to you know Toronto's there as well, and that's one of the most like you know popping cities in the world. Yeah. So like as opposed to one of those type of cities, something like a Hamilton might be something more quaint and suited to what he needs right now. And I don't know much about Canadian culture, <laughs> but 
regardless of whether or not he can just go grab dinner somewhere mm-hmm. with you know his fiance or wife now I, f- I think wife I think they got married if they can go out to dinner I don't know if they can fully do that but they certainly have a better chance of doing that you know in Hamilton than mm-hmm. they would certainly anywhere in Texas right a number of places in the United States I don't know how much actual Canadians care about Johnny football right uh I don't think he's going to get mobbed in the streets anytime soon. Um, but it's certainly in Texas, you know, he can't go to Walmart and buy, you know, socks. Right. That's going to be a problem. Right. So, uh, yeah, we will see. I, uh, I'm, I'm, you know, I think it, it's hard to not root for him. He's so entertaining and so interesting in a lot of ways. I mean, this is why this guy hasn't played college football in, what, four or five years now? People still care. I'm still interested. Maybe yeah. it's just me. I don't think so. Uh, there's a reason why, you know, people cared that he was going to play in the spring league. Did anyone know what the spring league was six months ago? Because nope. I didn't. Right. <laughs> no one did until he decided he wanted so, to play. Yeah. So, yeah. We'll see. One more, one more, one more name drop. Please uh, do. Ricky Stanzi. Oh, my gosh. For human, humans, the human sack. <laughs> does not, does not that go against his love for America to flee the border and go play in Canada? I want to see, I want to look up. The Calgary Stampeders sacks allowed, just because I'm assuming they're oh, leading the man. team. They're leading the league. The, I bet the All CFL team from the la- from like two years ago is incredible. Oh, Josh Freeman signing. Josh Freeman. Oh my. I'm oh, sorry. This is, that could be a segment. This is gonna be this is gonna be a whole Canadians, show by itself. Canadian football players that we love. Oh man, <laughs> we need we needed to start looking through the CFL roster. Corey for- Harris. Oh my gosh! Wow, the pick Meister. I'll himself. stop. I'll stop with Jacory Harris. <laughs> the human intercept. We got that the human sack <laughs> and the human interception in Jacory Harris. Oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah, we need to just mine the CFL rosters for a uh, "Hey, it's that guy" segment <laughs> for the next uh, the, the all next time part. the all hits hey, that guy roster. I'm I'm excited for that. <laughs> uh, so, moving on, ish. Sometimes I don't understand the internet. Truly. I don't. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you a little story. I mentioned this in the company Slack, but I will. So uh, last week, uh, I was in the state of Tennessee looking for housing. Grab some lunch with my wife. Go to Noodles and Company. We won't have a food corner, so brief food corner. Mm-hmm. Noodles and Company, I love it. We, oh, there was yeah. one on the campus of University of Missouri, basically yeah. on campus. Mm-hmm. I probably ate there three times a week <laughs> for most of my college career. Anyway, waiting for my food. I'm flipping through Twitter. My wife was in the bathroom. I see one Dennis Dodd writing about the issues in the Pac-12, which people kind of know is happening, but mm-hmm. he talked to a bunch of people, and, and it was uh, it was a good breakdown of sort of the, the whole situation. Uh, and so I said, hey – the Big 12 should look at Arizona and Arizona State, try to start building some bridges out there, and sort of in the back of your mind say, hey, expansion makes some sense. Well, we've already mentioned this, but being that we are in May, this is officially all caps off season. Yep. So, you know, people have always ex- – realignment always gets people excited. Expansion always gets people excited. It's different. Yes. At the very least, it's something different that they haven't seen yes. before. And so it's like, oh, let's try this. But let's before I know it, the Kansas City Star writes about this stupid tweet. The you can call it American, stupid because it's yours. <laughs> it was not my best work. I'm just saying I didn't invest a lot in it. I was, right. I literally was waiting on some pad time. Right. You just fired it off. Yeah. Many of my tweets are composed <laughs> in this manner. Anyway... Uh, 
And so we got to talk about this. Um, here's why it makes sense. Uh, so the, the Pac-12's issues, I would highly recommend you read Dennis Dodd's piece. The long and short of the Pac-12's problem right now is mostly centered around the Pac-12 network, which when it was launched was this wide-ranging, you know, we have the Pac-12 network mothership, and then we have, like, you know, every state in the Pac-12 footprint has its own little network, and they can do what they want on that little network. And, you know, the Big Ten network was in its heyday, and we're going to be making so much money. This is going to be amazing. And Larry Scott is a genius and the greatest thing to ever happen to college sports. Well, we're here, what, six years later now? The Pac-12 network is a little bit like an anchor around the neck of the Pac-12. It's not making money. They've had trouble with distribution. So, long story short, uh, they're not making the money that they thought. Um, John Wilner, he's an expert. Nobody, I I don't think anybody's better at covering the Pac-12. He's fantastic. Uh, He estimated uh, in February that the Pac-12's league payouts would be up to $27 million per school in fiscal year 2016, up from $25 million. Well, the Big 12, we'll have, I think we'll have new numbers at the Big 12 meetings later this summer. But uh, last year, the league paid out $34.8 million. And that is before you factor into Tier 3 revenue. Which, if you, are, if you have gotten uh, loose in your expansionese, which is its own language, <laughs> and endlessly complex... But your tier three revenue is basically you get like one football game, you get some basketball, non-conference games, most of your baseball, plus whatever else you can scrounge up, softball, whatever people want to watch that you can convince people to pay for. So Texas makes an additional fifteen million with the Longhorn Network for its tier three rights. Oklahoma makes somewhere around eight to ten million for its deal with Fox, and everyone else in the Big Twelve makes like three to six million, based with the, with their various deals. So. You start adding that up, that's a lot of money. That's every year. That's $10 million-ish at, at best, or at worst, I mean, every year. So can the Pac-12 fix its issues? Everything's changing in college sports right now. We don't know what things are going to look like two years from now, much less five years from now, much less 20 years from now. But the renegotiating window for these TV deals will be in about two or three years. Uh, as these deals expire and as people figure out how to make money from their TV and, and sell them off uh, to whoever will be. Traditionally, it's been pretty much just Fox and ESPN. CBS has their deal with uh, the SEC, but it's pretty much just been Fox and, and ESPN. Now I think you're going to see you know, Yahoo, Facebook, other places get involved, and how does that change? We'll see. But regardless, you still want to have an attractive inventory that you can sell. Uh, so... You know, obviously Big 12 fans, when you look at the previous expansion candidates, the Cincinnati's, the BYU's, the South Florida's, Central Florida's, they did not excite people. There's a reason why the Big 12 wasted three months and a bunch of money and a bunch of people's time to not expand. Right. Uh, about two years ago? About two years, yeah. Something like that. It was a ridiculous charade that essentially just served to prove to the presidents who wanted to expand, no, we looked at this seriously. It's not, it's not it. a good idea. Right. Stop talking to people about this because we're not going to do it. Well, Arizona and Arizona State weren't really a realistic possibility and certainly were not when the Pac-16 was being bandied about in 2010. That was a long time ago. Yeah. That feels like a generation ago. I know, right? <laughs> so anyway, Arizona State, Arizona... They have alumni bases on the West Coast. 
and certainly they want to keep those associations. But like we said, you know, are those associations worth $10 million a year? Uh, I don't know. And I'm not, it's not like you're breaking those associations. I think, right. you know, it, 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 I get whether you want to stay where your people are. I think that was a big motivator for Colorado leaving because Colorado, sure. a lot of their alumni go to California. Sure. Uh, in Texas, pretty much all the Texas schools, all their people stay in Texas. There's right. not that's not really a factor for Texas. But uh, you know, the Big Twelve is has had its issues over time. Uh, but the golden rule of realignment is if it makes sense, C E N T S. It makes sense, S E N S E. It's just that simple. And if you go to the to the Arizona State and Arizona people and the presidents and you say, Hey, look. We've talked to the TV networks. We we understand like this is how much you can be making if you join the Big Twelve. It's an attractive pitch. Yeah. I, these schools have only been in the Pac-12 since the late seventies. It's not like they have centuries of history that you're going to be breaking up. Right. Uh, so, like I said, the Big Twelve. I, this is probably not a money move. You know, uh, certainly cable networks. The Big Twelve is not going to have its own network. That's mm-hmm. never going to happen. So adding a state in the footprint is kind of irrelevant. That we talk, like, you know, I we go back to expansion ease. Mm-hmm. That was a big part of the Cincinnati. That's why pitch. Rutgers is in the Big Ten because New they're York. New York's team. Right. But the Big Ten network can sell to New York distributors, and so that part of it is not that. That's why Cincinnati now. was there because they wanted the Cleveland market and the Cincinnati Precisely. market, so things like Precisely. that. Precisely. So adding a state in your footprint doesn't really that doesn't matter. But you're saying. You're going to the TV networks and you're saying, will you pay equal shares for Arizona and Arizona State on the next TV deal? That's basically what you're pitching to TV networks. Mm-hmm. For the Big 12, it's not about the money. It's about stability. I'd have to think, if they're not paying close to it, they might pay more. I am not a, a, a lawyer or a, a TV sports executive, but I do feel like I have a pretty good understanding of these things, having dealt with it for the better part of my career. Yeah. So I imagine it's close, but even if you shave off a million or two every year, if, you're, if everybody's got to take a little bit of a haircut, that's probably worth it long term. Mm-hmm. You know, do you know why everyone assumes the Big Twelve will be the league that goes away if the, you know, the so-called Super Conference era ever comes and we get we get this odd math of five major conferences and four playoff spots? Uh, the fractures are a part of it. The things, the 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 underlying distrust and weirdness of the Big Twelve's creation. Those are a big part of it. Um, but honestly, it's just as simple as they have the fewest teams. The SEC has 14. The Big Ten has 14. The SEC or the uh, the Pac-12 has 12. The Big Ten has, or the Big uh, yeah the Big Ten has 14. Mm-hmm. The Big 12 has 10. It's just that simple. And the whole conference is tied to one school. One and a half. Two. One and a half. Two. Fair. Fair enough. Two. But the 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 future of that of the of the Big 12 is tied to you mentioned the least the it has the least amount of teams and they're everything's tied to the least amount of teams. Yeah. So it's like you have the SEC who can survive if you know not the, in the worst case scenario you know one of those top teams leave or something happens yeah. to them. The Big 12 doesn't the have The Big 12 has the fewest big brands. And Arizona and Arizona oh, State something happens to Oklahoma? What yeah, happens? That's you know, right? Something happens to Texas, everything folds. Yeah. So, so Arizona State and Arizona don't fix that, right. but they certainly can help make the ship look a little tighter. Right. And it's you, another anchor to drop. And you talk about mouths to feed, like I said, I have a hard time believing it's going to be a, a huge loss. I think there's a decent chance it could be a gain for mm-hmm. the Big 12. 
But it's something, you know, this is not something that's being actively talked about. It's still sure. really premature. But my point is, this is something the Big 12 should pursue because the math adds up. Mm-hmm. It makes sense on both sides for the Big 12 to say, yeah, we should try to make a push. And if you're Arizona State and you're Arizona, and you're sitting there and you're saying, oh, so even USC is getting $27 million and Iowa State, sorry to our producer, Max, Iowa State is over here cashing $34 million checks. Right. You know, that that doesn't make sense. Yeah. Um, and to the casual fan, I mean, Arizona and Arizona State, much more appealing brands certainly. than the Cincinnati. They pop the a lot more the, than, yeah. The idea, I mean. I mean, sorry, sorry to our Houston brethren, even Houston. Yeah. Like, even Houston has its own issues. Right. That, but yes, yes. So, yeah. It makes sense. Mm-hmm. Will it happen? I would say the odds are probably not high. Right. But the Big 12, who for the longest time has faced so much criticism for being reactive rather than proactive, hey, get your red flags up. Now's a chance to be proactive and say, no, in the next round of alignment, we're going to be the aggressor. Mm-hmm. We're not going to be the ones fighting for our lives. We're going to be the ones fighting to build our conference. And the Big 12, because the money's there, has a great opportunity to do so. So, that's why I think it's a good idea. I think the math adds up. I think it's a great move for the Big 12 stability. And, you know, I don't know Arizona and Arizona State. I don't have a very intimate knowledge of everything about those universities. Sure. Uh, You know, I understand the alumni base and those kind of things, but... Ultimately, these things come down to money. If the money is there, all the other stuff, you can figure it out. And so, we'll see. Ish, any parting thoughts? No, that was pretty much it. I mean, it, it was it was basically <laughs> your you it was your segment to air out what was originally a fired off tweet. Yes, this is but a, like this it, is the you thing. had some legit reasoning yes. behind it and thought this is it wasn't the 140 characters that could have been a 1500 word column with right. uh, a breakout of uh, all the numbers. Right. And what? How long is this? But been? No, it makes, Eight minutes. Every, for I don't every know. for every party, it makes sense to at least talk about it, right? Yes, whether they'll certainly. Pull the, whether they'll pull the trigger is another story. The completely big, different yeah. discussion. Do these things still look the same in three years? Who knows? Right. But right now, if you're Bob Bullsby, if you are the power brokers in the league, if you're the especially joke, without 2010, when when the Big 12 was just sitting there. Yes. Oh wait, we lost through three schools. Yes. Like you know, like what happened? Right? But if you're Joe Castiglione. If you are Crystal Connie, mm-hmm. hey, Arizona State. Why not? Hey, what's up, guys? Why not? Let's <laughs> let's grab some dinner. You know, <laughs> Crystal Connie literally showed up on Delos Dodd's office with a huge binder mm. and talked TCU's way into the Big Twelve. <laughs> hey, yeah. do it again. Your <laughs> conference brethren will thank you if the Arizona schools come to the Big Twelve. Mm-hmm. It's an interesting com. It's an interesting conversation point. I, 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 you know, that was not an idle tweet or like a, you know, I don't think that's a hot take. I think right. that's a thing that just makes sense. Uh, so we'll see. Speaking of hot takes, oh, however, peak up. Speaking of peak ish, off season, <laughs> I got listen. I have a strong, no media fight stance. I will not do it. So I'm not going to do that. Okay, but. Let's just say there was a a podcast that existed in the ether that suggested it's a fairly popular podcast from a fairly popular <laughs> SEC person. Sure. 
that suggested that Texas was not going to schedule A&M because they were scared of A&M. And on, and on, 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 coincidentally, what was the same day that uh, – what was the news that dropped it, that it same day? It was very close around that, that Texas scheduled one Alabama Crimson Tide. Ah, okay. For the 20 – not even that far out, 2022. Right, right. that's pretty People close. are scheduling games 10 years in advance. It's already coming up. <laughs> that game will, will be what? I forget what year it is. This is 2018, yeah. so that's not that far out. Right. You know, the people that are going to be playing in that game are being recruited, like, right now. Right. Uh, so, anyway. But they're scared. I just... <laughs> here's the thing about that, is it's not even a, an argument worth... Like, that's a pure, just, we're trying to make people mad, right? Because it's... Just trying if to you stir are, up if the you are, right. Yeah. The only people who are going to be saying that are just, like, your run-of-the-mill... I watch the games on Saturdays in the fall, and that's it, like A&M fans. Mm-hmm. Oh, they won't play us because we're scared. If you're paying any level of attention to what I have dubbed the Lone Star Cold War, like, you just, that's just not. That's a good name. That's not, it's not any part of what is happening. It's right. just not. Right. These schools, basically, to, so a quick history lesson, if you are somewhat uninitiated on the, the, the origins of the so-called Lone Star Cold War, Texas A&M was kicking around the idea of leaving, and mm-hmm. Texas made it clear, hey, if A&M leaves, we're not going to play them anymore. Mm-hmm. It was very obvious that that was going to be part of Texas's, I don't think you could call it a ploy to get them to stay, but just making it clear, like, if this happens, like, the rivalry is quote-unquote over. Right. Over, meaning on extended hiatus. They right. will play again at some Someday. Point. <laughs> not for a while, probably. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway... Texas A&M goes to the SEC. They've played some pretty good non-conference games. They've played Arizona State, future Big 12 member. Mm-hmm. Uh, who else Who else have they played? They've played some good ones. I forget. I promise they've played some good ones. Because they, they, they always end up in Houston for the preseason games. Right. But they play, the point is they've scheduled some people. Yeah. Texas, along with Oklahoma, schedules as aggressively as anyone. Texas has scheduled aggressively. They are scheduling aggressively in the future. They've got they've got LSU on the schedule. They got Clemson this year. AM. Yes. Yeah, AM's got Clemson this year. Both of them Texas schedules a little bit more aggressively than than AM, but still, these guys are not, you know, playing tin cans every year. Right. And with the Big Twelve, uh, you have to play a power five opponent on your schedule. So anyway, uh it's just not – it's just everything that I hate about the media in general, but college football in general, is like – that's not even going to really make people mad. No. That doesn't even, it's just like it's just annoying. anyone no. who's really a Texas fan or is really an A&M fan is they just know. like – They know. They know. I've said it before. Uh, this is about a pride thing. So mm-hmm. these two schools, A&M says, oh, we're better in the SEC. We don't need you guys. Yeah, no, yeah, A&M and the SEC. Yeah, we're, we, oh, don't need yeah, you guys. Yeah. we don't need you guys. Right, right. We're doing our own thing. We're right. building our own brand. Right. We're competing, you know, for titles with Saban and, mm-hmm. and Auburn and Malzahn and, and, you know, Georgia's over here. You know, we're doing our own thing. Right. And Texas says, hey, you know, we've got to play Bama. We've got our own thing. We're Texas. You guys are still the little brother. You know, you guys left, so we're not going to play you. We're not going to help your program anymore. Mm-hmm. Well, we don't need you to help our program. This is just like, this is what it is. Yeah. It is not about fear or it's basically being, or as the as the ads would tell you. Well, our schedules are full. You know, right, it's just right. it's, uh, it's it's hard to get it. You know, and we at, can't at find the, a we can't find a time to play. At the end of the day, it's like neither team wants to be the first to crack. 
Yes. It's like, ha, you came back. Exactly. Like, it's like exactly. Somebody, somebody has to be the one to come back and say, let's play. And they'll be like, ha, look, exactly. you needed us all this time. And exactly. neither team wants to be there. And team. reportedly, Del Conny did approach them briefly yeah. and said, are you interested? And apparently it was a short conversation. <laughs> but it's just the hot takery is too much for me. I just Until can't. Until they step on the field, it's going to happen can't. every I just can't. I do, year. as entertaining, like, I do love the entertaining off-season A&M Texas bickering. Sure. I do love it. Sure. It makes the state interesting. <laughs> but it just it loses something when they're not playing because mm-hmm. that stuff would still be there if they were playing except we'd get to play it every year right. and they would and just we be could see. Because I think as much as Texas fans, you know, you don't hear about it that much like the idea of oh, Texas won the last game and they've got bragging rights. Eh. Texas has not been good for so long, and A and M, even though they haven't really won anything, they did have Johnny. Right, uh, they the, won their, a Heisman. Their peaks they, have been higher. Yeah, they certainly have. They've yeah. gone to not a major bowl game, but a big bowl game, the Cotton Bowl. I mean, they the made out such of a big Oklahoma. deal about Texas winning a bowl game this past year. Yeah, like that's A and M's been mm-hmm. past that point for a while. Yeah, beat the heck out of Oklahoma in the Cotton Bowl a few years back with Johnny. Like A and M has had some moments since mm-hmm. then. Uh, when you've had a Heisman winner, you know that's that's a pretty big bargaining chip. Sure. Uh, so and so the fact that uh, that Texas, you know, won the last game, you don't hear that that often. Yeah, no it, one really cares. No one really. And knows. the bottom line is, A and M's program is in a better position than Texas's is right now. They've got, I think, talent. I'd say probably close. Regard, you could make an argument either way. Right, I, I'd argue. You know, close. they've both got coaches that they think are going to take them to the playoff. They might be right. They might be wrong. Mm-hmm. I think certainly, obviously, the degree of difficulty for AM is much, much higher. Right. Playing in the SEC West, but regardless, you know, they're they're on relatively equal footing. But Texas hasn't done anything mm-hmm. in forever. You know, Texas's best thing they've had since that game was you know losing convincingly to Baylor in the last game of the season with the Big Twelve title. On oh the line. God, yeah, when Baylor was running when high school offense, it was yeah when it was like. <laughs> Links Hawthorne. When it, yeah. Well, no, the two years before the the first. Oh, was it the first, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was Bryce Petty and Bayley was wearing right, like retro uniforms. Right. Regard. I think it was the very last game in uh, in the old stadium. Yeah. But regardless, Texas was not a Big Twelve title caliber team that season. They just somehow, thanks to math and scheduling, had a chance to share the Big Twelve title at the end there. But regardless, I just it's just a silly question. It just makes. It's peak off season. It, it is really peak is peak off season. It's like what, like, and I just think if you even uh, suggest that one of these teams is scared of the other, it just you're you're either just trolling for clicks or you are just uninformed. It gets only right. one of those two. But things. at this point, if you're keep 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 this in mind, if you're if you're looking for clicks, if you're looking for content, this story can satisfy a month's worth of you know clicks. It's true. So like you you put this out. This gets the because then you're gonna have curators, right? You're gonna have people, you're gonna have blogs from both pages. You're gonna have everybody picking at it, and then all of a sudden, you know, you have you have your month's worth of, of content. And you're like, look, we can kind of take it easy for the rest for June now. <laughs> we've yeah. reached our we've reached all our marks for June with this one story. It's off season. We can come back in July and talk about previewing. Oh, look, we're back in preview season now that you know it's 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 absolutely an off season type of thing. Um, like you mentioned, if anybody who's actually plugged in to the content coming from both these schools to what's happening, they know it's not what's they know that's not the case. Neither team wants to be the one to admit yeah. that hey, there was a bad idea for us not to play. It's pure pride <laughs> and pure pettiness. Right. It's just be better, people. <laughs> that's all I have to say. So Ish, we gotta get into our final topic of the day. Sports gambling. Yep. It is 
the whole thing where the, you know the 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 sports internet was you know jumping up and down that sports gambling is legal ah it's not that simple sports gambling has been the practice of banning it has been yeah. ruled unconstitutional mm-hmm. by the Supreme Court New Jersey went to, took the, took the case all the way to the Supreme Court so basically it's up to the states now. Texas, I imagine, will be slow. <laughs> that's, that's a good way of in passing it. this. Right. Uh, you know, I think the states that already have casinos, the Oklahomas of the world, obviously New Jersey. Uh, you know, you, there's already sports books in Vegas, so we'll see about uh, about that. But the places that already have, you know, the Mississippi's of the world, places that already have casinos, I think you're going to see them on the fast track. Mm-hmm. People in Texas, I think, are fundamentally uncomfortable with it. People in college sports. Fundamentally uncomfortable There's with this concept. Yeah. Um, but it's coming in some form or fashion. Uh, I There's so many unanswered questions. By the way, the NBA absolutely throwing a party right now. Yeah, the, the NBA is going to be golden. The NBA has been trying, has been hinting at uh, saying gambling's perfectly fine. Adam Silver literally has said everything but, yes, please gamble on our sport. Like, yeah. <laughs> Adam Silver is... Over the moon. I mean, right if people forget the like six months when like college uh, daily fantasy was a big yeah, deal. Yeah, yeah. And, and then they got uncomfortable, and that died. Yeah. ESPN was like leaning into ESPN, that. For yeah, a no, every, every I felt like every sports podcast had you yes. know, those those websites as their sponsors. Yeah, and some people were playing right. anyway. But that is gone. But this is coming, uh, and what it looks like, we will see. You know, we've seen some owners of pro teams talk about, oh yeah, we want to have. Because if you go to you are the you and you really I'm the only one in the office who's not like a big like soccer fan, but certainly gambling in the stadium sure. is a big part of the European soccer experience. Sure, that is going to take some getting used to for Americans. It's going to make some people really really happy. It's going to make some people really really nervous. It's going to make some people cited as the downfall of American society. <laughs> for me, I think it's going to make states a lot more richer and have a lot more tax dollars to do good things with. Uh, that's going to come probably at the expense of Americans. It might have some 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 horror stories of people you know losing their fortunes for that. I think most people, I don't think that's going to stand in the way of this becoming a big part of you know. I think legalizing sports gambling at, up to the states and legalizing marijuana through the states. I think these are two things that are going to progress. I I think in similar, similar fashion, right. As in the states who have probably there's a lot of tax money. Yeah, well, like the states that have already legalized marijuana, like that's probably you can probably bet those are the states that are probably going to legalize gambling. And it's and it's paid off in tax money. And I think that's what it comes down to is like, oh, we're sweating the budget, and there's this huge revenue source that's sitting there, and I think I think over time, just as states are like, man, the budget. You know, it's going to be tough. I think it's going to be harder and harder for them to say no. Right. And I think as people see, you know, schools and roads decline, you're going to see politicians pushing this as like, I'm going to run on this as my platform of right. like, we got to legalize sports gambling. And we. it's not about gambling. It's about your kids. It's mm-hmm. about schools. It's about roads. It's about infrastructure. That's what in. this is about. Right. And so it's going to be interesting. But I don't think you will ever see in-stadium gambling in the college game. No, absolutely. I not. think the the colleges are always going to be uncomfortable with this. That is true. I hate I hate the phrase slippery slope because it gets misused a lot. That's a slippery slope. Yeah, that and is, I think that that is the a, reason that why that is is just the economics are so out of whack. Right. In the pros, if you're gonna 
try to buy a guy off or shave points. It, it, it right, like it you're, doesn't you're make not, sense. You're not gonna you're not gonna out you're not gonna buy out Tom Brady's contract. Yeah, right. It, it, it doesn't make sense. Um, now you get to low level college, CUSA, the, right? The Sun Belt left tackle who. Oh, it's a twenty-one point spread. Right. Oh. oh okay. Well, here's forty thousand dollars. Let's make sure y'all win, but don't cover. Yeah. That is how point shaving works. If you were, if you were unfamiliar. If you're left tackle, like, hey, look, defense is supposed to get five sacks today. Step to the side. Yes. You know, stuff like stuff that. Like where you that. start getting into shady stuff. And it does. Could use it is the money. The economics of college sports make them ripe for these things. And I and I get the people that are like, well, we've had gambling forever. You know, this is these have always existed. But you people don't understand. There's going to be so many more people that are involved in this now, and there's going to be so many people that look at the out of whack economics of college sports and say, oh. So it's going to cost me $10,000 to maybe make like $150,000. Right. That makes a lot of sense. Let's 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 start forging some relationships with these kids and uh let's funnel some money to their family and see what happens. I'm curious if this is I mean I, I don't think so, but I'm curious if this is the kick in the behind the NCAA needs. I'd like to see it. I, I mean like giving players too. their, you know, their access, their name, image and likeness I think Absolutely. is a great way to you're not gonna stop this i i you're said right, this right i said this a year ago i mean this case has been in the supreme court for i don't even know this has been kicked around for a long time but mm-hmm. everyone that i've ever talked to in the sports world knew yeah they're probably gonna win they've been preparing for this this was not a shock to anyone mm-hmm. um and so i said like a year ago i said when this becomes legal we're going to have a point shaving scandal like a big one in college sports within five to ten years i do think that's going to happen i will be shocked if it doesn't um and I don't have that. I mean, the, you 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 the NCAA has made its bed, yeah. and now it can lie. And I don't think it can ever fully, you know, prevent some of this stuff. And I and I, I you know I get the people that are like, well, we've always had gambling. We've also I don't we've just never seen it on this scale, right? And if you look at internationally, like you know the kids in the academies, the the young soccer kids, they're all getting paid. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the economics make a little bit of sense there. They're getting a, a, a pretty fair pie, I would say. You know more about these things. Sure, sure. No, they're probably absolute. getting a reasonably fair pie of it's what fine, they're making. Right. Like, yeah. yeah, exactly. So, It's enough for them to say no thanks to college. Yes, right? It's like, so I'm going to dedicate my life to this. Right? Exactly. So, you know, I it's going to be a trade-off, but I don't know what that's going to look like mm-hmm. in, the, in the in the realm of college sports. I'm, in, I'm very intrigued to see what it looks like. Like I said, I you know will there be you know sites that are based in certain states, but you're blacked out from playing in those states that are not legal? Yeah. But then can you fake your IP address? Probably. <laughs> uh, you know, there's gonna be just there's so much money to be made in so many different uh, realms mm-hmm. and and so many different ways. I mean, talk about the impact of this on media, the impact of this on sites. I mean, we've seen, I don't know if you're familiar with the Action Network. They saw this yeah, coming. Yeah, right, right, right. They've been, they knew they've this was coming. They've this, been right. sort of building. They pulled Jason Sobel away from ESPN. Mm-hmm. I mean, they made some really CBS. good hires. Yeah, yeah, they made some good hires in trying to be, we're the ESPN of sports gambling. I get that niche. That's an right. interesting niche to, to, to occupy. Um, so the fallout from this, I mean, the thing is, I think this will probably be a net good for society. Mm-hmm. But there's going to be some horror stories. There's going to be some less than savory things that come out of this. Um, but things are changing. And this is going to change the face of every sport in America now. Sure. And it'll change the user experience. Uh, it'll change, you know, 
it's just everything. Uh, I think you can't really overstate the impact that this decision is going to have. I really think in 15 years, I don't want to say sports in America are going to be unrecognizable, but mm-hmm. they're going to look markedly different. Absolutely. Is there anything you would like to see as we as the the United States moves into the sports gambling era? See, it's hard for me to say because I'm not. I haven't really been into this feel at all mm-hmm. like so i don't know like as someone who isn't into this field if it is if it does become legalized in texas or even you know or just in texas i'll say like it does open the door for i was listening to another podcast where it talked about similar to the marijuana debate right while it's illegal there are people that will not do it right once that gate is open you're opening up a market, yeah. Maybe. You know, walking home from the grocery store, drop 20 on the Browns <laughs> to cover the spread. That's uh, probably losing money. but <laughs> so, just, so just drop $20, basically. <laughs> drop $20 on the ground. Uh, but no, you, you get Baker. what I'm saying, right? Where it's yes. like people will – it's like, oh, this is – I'll give it a shot. Why not? See? The thrill of you'll winning. You'll get the dabblers. And you have someone, yeah. Right. You'll get the dabblers that's like, oh, I'll give this a shot. Now that I can't get in trouble for it, because yeah. that's a legitimate thing that people have, right? They don't want to get in trouble for it. They don't want to. They don't. They don't know anything. And about the concept it, so of get, all these offshore websites that have like people's information, right? They don't. Want, they don't want to get that, any tied tied to any of that. Mm-hmm. And so, I think that's going to be interesting to watch. Is is going to be is going to. That's something that's interesting to watch. Is going to be the people that open themselves up to it now that it is becoming more. Yeah, I'm. Open. I'm intrigued to see like, so. You know, I think, the, like I said, there's still going to be a lot of unanswered questions. I think in some right. states, you're only going to be able to bet in person. Mm-hmm. But who steps in to the the online space? Yeah. Who has the best app? Mm-hmm. Because there are literally hundreds of millions of dollars to be made if you can win that war. Mm-hmm. This is going to be the... Well, I mean, it's, it's the reason why, uh, uh, like, for fantasy sports, like, Yahoo's, Yahoo's been sinking for a while. ESPN has the better, has the better fantasy sports. Mm-hmm. Like... How it is NFL? I don't know anybody that still uses NFL.com for yeah. I don't know fantasy. ESPN's I'm still holding tight to Yahoo. Thirteen years. You're still man. Ugh. Just because we don't want to lose the history of our league, we uh, all that's... admit that ESPN is better. <laughs> but we just but like yeah, refuse. like you mentioned, like if you have the right engine, if you have the right, yeah, you're, you're king. And I, I just think it's gonna. This is gonna be the the HD DVD versus the Blu-ray, the VHS versus Ooh. Beta. This somebody's gonna win this, right? Someone and whoever does, out. like, there's just so much money to be made, and I'm very intrigued to see how this plays out. Yeah. Uh, it will impact Texas. It will impact football. It will impact basketball. It will impact everything. Small schools. Things are changing. Yep. Well, without a food corner, my brief foray into Noodles and Company's greatness, that will do it for this week's show. Ish. Thank you for joining us, Ishmael Johnson, Dave Campbell's Texas football, Texas basketball, Texas coach. You kind of do everything. Yeah, Swiss Army knife. Our thanks to our intrepid producer, Max Thompson. Hits all the buttons, does all we need to. Thanks to our sponsor, the North Texas Honda Dealers. It's their job to be helpful, and that will do it for this week's show. Texas, Texas A&M, play the game. It's the official stance of Dave Campbell's Texas football. Play the game. We'll see you guys again next week.